the churches, some are getting to open. We are celebrating with you this morning. We are thankful and we are blessed. And there are some that are not getting to open. And I just want to encourage you through this entire process, whether you were able to even get online to minister. I was driving into church this morning. I thought, Lord, you know, the enemy would really like to discourage people in ministry right now. And I'm not just talking about pastors and pastors' wives. I'm talking about worship teams. I'm talking about Sunday school teachers. I'm talking about people who are used to ministering to the body every single week. And maybe you weren't able to get online. Maybe you were already online. That's a beautiful thing. I know we were week by week trying to improve and trying to minister with excellence. And there were times that you could start comparing yourself to something someone else was doing. I want to encourage every minister, every pastor, every person in the body of Christ. Maybe you were an encourager and you were used to being able to walk up to people and give them that hug. And that's that's the calling God had on your life was to reach to people. You can still do those things, but in a different way. But this process can get frustrating and discouraging. Don't be discouraged. I'm talking to everyone out there this morning. Remember your calling. Remember who called you. And know that anything that we can offer is a blessing. It's a sweet savor unto him. The enemy of our souls would like to discourage us and say, you don't even know when you can open your doors again. God reminded me this week, you are never alone. You are never alone. And the Psalms 23 talks about that this morning, and we're going to sing that. But he reminded me this morning, in spirit of grace, this is especially for you. Pastor and I are going to be here preparing this church. So I was like, God, well, we really don't need to. He just kept get in there, start moving stuff around.
life. His name is Jesus. And we are so thankful to know him. And uh, we want to know him better in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. We appreciate everything that God has done. Thank you for being with us here today online and on all the different platforms. And we're thankful that we're able to at least be able to minister in this fashion. And we're looking forward to the day that we're back here together in the house of the Lord. And uh, we're excited about what God has in store for Spirit of Grace Church. Want to share the word of the Lord with you. And uh, we're thankful again for all of your faithfulness in giving. Uh, you can give at Spirit of Grace Church or uh, if you would like to mail uh, offering and tithing, you can do that as well. All that's on the website. We're just thankful for your faithfulness in giving to the house of the Lord and uh, looking forward to what God is going to speak into our hearts today. Amen. Praise God. I have three passages of scripture and I want to share them with you here today, starting in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, and I'm going to read from verse number 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Aren't you thankful for the breath of God? Man became a living soul. Uh, also turn over with me, if you will, to the New Testament in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. For those that have been around the church for any length of time, this is hopefully a familiar passage of scripture. I want to read just one verse out of it. Acts chapter 2 and reading from verse number 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. A rushing mighty wind. And uh, then the last scripture that I wanted to share with you before we get into the word of the Lord today is Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And one scripture there as well. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 14 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the children of God. And I, with the help of the Lord, would like to minister this message today, When God Breathes. When God Breathes. Breathing is kind of important. Uh, I'm thankful for our breath today. I'm thankful that God created us in a way that we could breathe. And uh, sometimes I think we, uh, to lay the foundation of this message, I want to just share with you, sometimes we get the wrong picture in our heads when we read some of the scriptures that we do read. For instance, we read in Genesis uh, where he breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. And, and really it was a dirt pile uh, that he breathed into. But in our minds, we get this picture that God is almost performing CPR and breathing into the dirt and Adam becomes a living soul. But that, that's really not found in scripture uh, because God is a spirit. 
And so when God begins to minister or breathe, it's not like CPR. It's the winds begin to blow. John 3, 8 says it this way. It's like the wind. You can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. All you see is the effects of it. And so when God breathes, we don't necessarily see the breath of God. We don't necessarily experience uh, what is actually happening. We see the after effects of God breathing into our spirits. And when God breathes. So then that goes over to Acts chapter 2 when it says there came a sound as a rushing mighty wind. That word wind is, is equivalent or can be equivalent to spirit. There was a sound of a wind. It was a blowing, if you will. And, and, and then in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, the Spirit is the breath of God in, in context of uh, what, what the Greek word spirit can mean, pneuma. It, it's the breath. It's the, it's the life-giving force. So breathing is very important. And I believe that God is breathing today. And I believe that God is breathing into his people today. I think I sense the winds of the Spirit of God again in this hour, in this day. I don't know what it's going to appear to each church or to each individual life. It could be the appearance of another Acts chapter 2 experience where the winds of God begin to blow and the storms uh, or the wind begins to swirl up. And what we would think is a storm is actually the voice of God clearing out, taking away all the things that, that don't need to be there and, and making a, a clear path for him to speak to us and minister to us. Or it could be that still small whisper into the spirit of his being. I don't know how God is going to breathe on each church or each individual, but I sense the breathing of God. When God breathes, you see, when God breathes, things change. That which was just dirt became a living soul. That which was empty in Acts 2 became full. That in Romans 8 became somebody that was wandering is not only no longer a wanderer, but has become a son. You see, when God breathes, when his spirit moves, when he begins to do something in a mighty way, things change, atmosphere changes, uh, life changes. And, and when you get to that place, all of a sudden the things of God don't, uh, the uh, things of life don't matter as much as the things of God. Now, I grew up playing athletics, and uh, I understood in was told that there were proper ways of breathing in order so that you don't pass out. I also uh, learned how to play a musical instrument. I played the trumpet and the baritone for many years, and there was a certain way of breathing. And then I went to Bible college and got involved in music there and singing there, and there's a certain way to sing and to be effective. There's a, I, I never realized that there was an improper way to breathe. I just breathed. And it's not something we necessarily train ourselves at doing, but uh, there is some things that in the natural realm, in our natural bodies, when we breathe, we need to be aware of it because uh, it can cause problems in our natural beings. And, and I want to draw the parallel today of our natural breath and what happens when we breathe to what God is trying to breathe into us and, and try to apply, if you will, uh, what God is, I believe, speaking to his people. You see, when you don't breathe properly, things begin to happen in your bodies. Uh, the, the nervous system, 
that we have that God created in us, all of the nerve endings and everything. When you don't breathe properly, the nervous system becomes unbalanced. It becomes unbalanced. And so there are those times where everything is getting on your nerves, and then there's times when things aren't getting on your nerves. Well, what's happening? Usually it's because you have been breathing improperly, and when you be breathing improperly, and I'll tie this together here in a little bit, it makes your nervous system go out of uh, balance. When you don't breathe properly, your airways get tighter. And when your airways get tighter, it means that your body is going to have to work harder. Have you ever just not only ever done anything, but you just feel worn out and your body has just been through the ringer? Could it be that the reason why you're feeling that even though you haven't necessarily been working or exerting yourself, it could be the fact that you weren't breathing properly and it's causing your airways to get tighter and your body to work harder. When you don't breathe properly, your blood vessels constrict and, and it makes it hard on the heart and your blood pressure rises and when you're not breathing right, all of a sudden your, your heart has to beat harder and it has to work harder and it causes blood pressures to go up and down and, and, and it makes your body not function the proper way. Are you catching the parallel as I haven't even brought it to you yet? When you're not operating in the spirit of God properly, when you're not breathing what God is trying to give us, it makes our nervous system come out of balance. You see, when the breath of God, when he breathes in us and we take his spirit in us, our nervous system gets balanced. So no matter how bad it gets out on the outside, it, 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 on the inside of us, we can say, I know my Redeemer lives. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He's the beginning and the end, that which was and is and is to come. The Almighty, see, my nervous system becomes balanced when I'm breathing his breath pr uh, properly. When, when, I, when I'm not breathing the Holy Spirit properly, when I'm not letting it flow in me the right way, my airways get uh, tighter and I find myself working. Have you ever just tried to work really hard in the Spirit to get something to happen? I prayed harder, I read more, I studied more. Could it just be that you haven't sat back and breathed properly? Could it be that you just haven't had the breath of God moving in you the right way? Could it be that you just weren't operating in the presence and the spirit of God in such a way that it allows you to work at ease? Could it be that your blood pressure has risen spiritually and your heart is working because you haven't been breathing properly? You see, in the natural realm, when you don't breathe properly, your energy isn't produced as high of a level. I find it interesting when you breathe, obviously, in the natural realm, you're breathing in oxygen and you're exhaling uh, carbon dioxide. But did you know that your brain uses 20% of the oxygen that you consume? So if you're not breathing properly, your brain's not getting the right amount of oxygen, which means you're not thinking straight which means you're not hearing straight because the brain is the center point of telling the rest of the body what to do. Can I just share with you? Are you just follow along with me in the spirit when you're not breathing correctly, when you're not allowing the presence of God to move in your life correctly, your brain, your spiritual brain is not getting the oxygen that it needs. And so you're not hearing things right. You're not thinking things right. You're not seeing things right. Have you ever been in a life situation where your perspective is off? Could it be that you just haven't been breathing the spirit the right way? Could it just be that the winds of God haven't been blowing the proper way? 
I find it amazing that our heart beats approximately 100,000 times per day. And if our heart is having to work at it and we're not breathing right, we get bad circulation because it's not functioning at full efficiency. And when, it, when your circulation is off, that means parts of your body get cold and other parts get hot because the blood that flows regulates the body temperature uh, of our, our bodies. And so we can have, we can be very warm, but our feet are cold, or very warm, but our hands are cold. Is it because that we haven't been breathing right? Listen, when you don't breathe the Spirit of God, and you don't consume the air that God is breathing in His presence in your life, it could cause bad circulation. So while your heart is yearning to serve God, your feet aren't moving because your circulation has been affected by your lack of breathing. Your muscles go stiff when you don't breathe right. They become tense and tired and on edge, and it's like walking through mud. Could it be that some of us are experiencing low breath intake when we're, when we're trying to live for God and we're fighting it, but it just seems like every step that we take is so hard, and every muscle that we move is so difficult, and everything that we do, could it just be that you haven't allowed the breath of God? to breathe through us. God designed our bodies amazingly. And there is some, I want to give you some principles of proper breathing. Now, I didn't make this stuff up, okay? I did actually do some research on this. And those that deal with breathing in the medical field, these are five principles that they gave us uh, that, that I researched that I find very interesting. And the first principle of proper breathing is we should breathe through our nose. Now, I never understood this, but I was told that even when we were playing hockey, uh, when we would start getting tired, it was easy to breathe through the mouth because it was, it was the biggest thing. And so, um, but, but when you breathe through your nose, it automatically brings in all of the oxygen. It purifies the oxygen as it gets into your body. So I remember as we were skating and as we were getting fatigued in hockey, the coaches would say, no, 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 breathe through your nose and not through your mouth. And never telling us the reason why. They just said that that's what we should do. And so, like all good players, we just did it. But there's a reason. God has put the nasal passages in our bodies to be act as natural filters. And so by the time the air gets through the nose and into the body, it is more of an unfiltered oxygen than it is going through the mouth. When you breathe through your mouth, you're bringing, bringing everything that's around you. There's no filter. It automatically comes into your body. It's the reason why they will teach you to breathe through your nose. The second principle is breathe with your diaphragm. I never understood that because I thought our lungs had to do with breathing. I knew the diaphragm had to do with singing and playing an instrument. But when you breathe, you should breathe with your diaphragm, which means you should breathe all the way in and let it go all the way down to the very bottom 
of your body so that you can then effectively allow your lungs to work the proper way. You see, there's too many of us that are just gasping at air and filling up our, our lungs, but we're not filling up our diaphragm, and so we're not getting the full effects of the Spirit. Let me just tell you, there's some people in the Spirit world that are just bringing in enough of the Spirit to inflate the lungs, but they're not getting it all the way down to where the diaphragm is in the Spirit. And so the diaphragm is the thing that gives the power and gives the oomph to the lungs to do what the lungs are supposed to do. And so the more that you breathe in down to the diaphragm, to the very core of who you are, as you begin to breathe that way, it makes your body become more efficient with the oxygen. Just like that in the spirit, the more you breathe in of God, let it get way down into the depths of who you are. Get it way down into the diaphragm of your breathing so that the diaphragm of your spirit can begin to function and begin to push all of the nutrients of the oxygen throughout your body. I never realized this until I read this and studied it, but your diaphragm, now see, I... I learned that when you sing, that's where you're supposed to sing from because that gives you the strength of your voice and things of that nature. Or when you play an instrument, that's what makes your, your the air that fills the instrument a lot better. But did you know, maybe you did, maybe I'm just giving you something as a refresher, but that the diaphragm of your body, the, the medical uh, website that I was looking at and getting this stuff, they use the word massage. Your diaphragm massages the liver and the stomach and the intestines. So the more you breathe down to the diaphragm, the more your inside organs, your internal organs, are operated at a higher level of efficiency. So the more the depth of, the, of your air, the more your, your inner organs begin to work properly. Listen, could it be that sometimes we're just not breathing in enough of God's spirit and so the diaphragm of our spirit isn't taking care and massaging, if you will, the inner organs of our spirit to make it more effective in the way that we live and operate? Could it be that we're just we're, we're settling for just another gas, just another little bit of air to make it sure that we're just alive, just enough alive so that we can say we're breathing, but really not breathing in to the point where we need to. You see, proper breathing or, or, or breathing all the way to the diaphragm assists uh, our lymphatic system, which helps remove waste. Going all the way to the diaphragm helps the upper body relax. Have you ever been stressed? Where I, where I carry my stress is usually through the base of my neck and my shoulders. And a lot of time my stress is, is even greater when I haven't been breathing properly. Breathe all the way to the diaphragm. The third principle of proper breathing is breathe relaxed. Breathe relaxed. Have you ever just had anybody tell you, when you get angry, just take 10 seconds and relax and take some deep breaths? Well, they're right. Because when you relax and breathe in in a relaxed state, our bodies are attuned to follow the way we breathe. And so when you breathe relaxed, it relaxes the rest of the body. Are you, are you catching this today? As you breathe in in a relaxed state, all hell is breaking loose in your life. You're in the middle of a pandemic. 
You're, you're dealing with job situations and home situations and life situations. Could it be that if you'll just take a breath, relax in his presence, that it just will settle down? You see, after I walk from the presence of God and I have inhaled the sweet, sweet spirit of the Lord, all that other stuff settles down. It's not as acute. It's, it's, it's not as pointed. It's I can deal with it because I, my body has followed the breathing mechanisms of the spirit. This one I kind of found interesting, and I didn't really realize this until I had a sleep study done on myself uh, a couple of years ago, but the, the principle of proper breathing is to breathe rhythmically. Breathe everything that God has created, he has created with rhythm. Uh, except me, I don't have much rhythm. No, uh, but, but God, you think about it, there's a rhythm to the oceans. There's a rhythm to the earth's uh, spinning on its axis. axis. There's a, there is a, the moon has a rhythm, everything has a rhythm. And in those rhythms, it, it, it establishes a cycle of, uh, well, you think about, you think about our seasons, the rhythm of our seasons. The rhythm of our seasons allows us to come into a spring and see all the growth. It allows us to come to the fall and see all the all the growth fall to the ground, and then uh, there's a dead period during winter, and then it comes back. It's a, it's a rhythm. And when you breathe rhythmically, when you establish something, so when you begin to breathe the presence of God, when God begins to breathe in you, and you begin to inhale his oxygen and his spirit, and you begin to use that, it will set up a rhythm in your life so that when you get to those times where it's the heat of the summer, you're okay because you know fall is coming. And when fall gets there and you start having to give up some things that, that God is asking you to give up and then you get to winter and maybe the leaves all fall from your spiritual tree and you're wondering what's going on, you have and you know that the rhythm of the cycle is that comes spring, it's going to rebud and it's going to come back and I will have grown in the midst of the winter and the fall, I will have grown into something that God wants me to be. You see, the last thing I want to share with you today is how to breathe or learn to breathe properly. You can learn how to breathe. We're, we're not taught that as a kid. You know, we're born and I don't know what they, I can't remember what they do nowadays, but you know, you got the old swat on the hind end and hopefully the baby cries and screams and that lets the doctor know that they're breathing. Sometimes we've treated Christians that way. We've, we've just let the Holy Ghost slap them and if they scream, they're good. But then we're done training them, we're done teaching them, and we're done discipling them, and we just let them kind of figure out how to breathe on their own. But, but you, there are certain ways, there's three things that we can do to learn to breathe properly in the natural realm and learn to breathe properly in the spirit realm. And see, here's, the, here, here's what most of us don't understand, is that breathing God's spirit, when he breathes, there is a thing that we have to do to learn how to function in his breathing, in his breath to us. The first one that they will teach you to learn how to breathe properly is to create recurring breath check triggers. I like that. Create recurring breath check triggers. 
So when you're learning to breathe properly, you set up a trigger. So it may be when your alarm clock goes off, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna breathe right. I'm gonna go through those principles, I'm just gonna breathe right in the natural until it becomes a habit. Uh, it, it may be when, when I'm finished with my group, just something during the day that I set up recurring things that happen on a daily or an hourly basis that just makes me pause just for a minute and concentrate on my proper technique of breathing in the natural realm. It's the same in the spirit realm. When was the last time that you didn't serve God or learn to breathe with God um, without just kind of a hit and miss type atmosphere? There's a lot of us that have tried to make our lives go. And so we get those times when we're together in the presence of God. And that's really when I can sense his breathing. But then on Mondays, I don't even think about it. I just breathe. And then on Tuesday, it's the kind of the same thing, but then Wednesday morning, oh yeah, we've got church tonight. I think I can focus in on the things of God a little bit, and I, and I can practice my breathing so that when I get to church on Wednesday, I'm already breathing in the Spirit. And then by Thursday afternoon, I haven't thought about it again until I start getting ready for Sunday. You see, that's not proper breathing. But if you would set up checkpoints every day, triggers, where you can check how you're breathing. Maybe it's when the alarm clock goes off in the morning and you take a moment to just check your breathing. God, am I breathing you in? God, am I connected with you? Maybe it's your eight o'clock in the morning and you set an alarm on your phone no matter where you're at and that alarm goes off and you just take that moment. God, am I breathing in your spirit? You see, we can learn how to breathe the presence of God by setting up recurring breath checkpoints or triggers. Could it be so that, because here's what will happen, is tragedy and things of the world don't happen necessarily in a rhythmic force. I wish that every bad thing that ever happened to a Christian would happen around noon on Sunday. Because at noon on Sunday, coming out of a firebrand service, they are on top of the world. Their spirit is strong. They have breathed in a big gulp of the spirit of God, and they can face anything. And that's often why the devil doesn't mess with us on Sunday at noon. He'll mess with us at 4 a.m. on Monday morning. He'll mess, us, mess with us in the middle of the week when it's not expected. But if you have set up triggers to check on your breathing, check on your connectedness to God in the midst of the day, if I spent three checkpoints on Tuesday morning and something happens on Tuesday afternoon, I'm already breathing properly. It doesn't take my breath away. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's not a punch in the gut. I, I, I don't have in sports or whatever, you knock the wind out of you. It doesn't knock the wind out of you because you've been checking your breathing. Yeah, it's Tuesday afternoon. God, I'm good. I can sense it. I'm breathing in your presence. I'm breathing in your spirit. Kaboom on Tuesday afternoon because I've already been practicing his presence. Yeah, it may hurt, 
It may cause them, but you're already ready to absorb the blow to your gut, and you won't lose your air. The second thing that we can do to learn to breathe properly is to analyze your breathing habits. I have what is known as sleep apnea. So a couple of years ago, I got tested and I hooked myself up and they analyzed the way that I breathed at night. You see, sometimes we don't, I never thought of it, I just knew that I had a snoring problem. Well, that didn't mean anything to me because my father had a snoring problem, my grandfather had a snoring problem, my mother had a snoring problem, everybody in my life had a snoring problem, it just was genetic. Until I analyzed the way I breathed at night. And now I've got the machine and it helps me breathe and, and I sleep like a rock. And it takes me almost 30 seconds to fall asleep. And, and, I, and I breathe all night long through my nose and I don't, I wake up and I'm refreshed because I'm breathing properly again. You see, if I would have never analyzed it, I would have never been able to fix it. Analyze why you're not breathing in the spirit. You have to be honest. You have to take the time to look at it. Oh, I'm not breathing in the spirit because I'm too busy doing my hobby. I'm not breathing in the spirit because I'm too consumed with work. I'm too concerned with this. And there's something that, there's this obstacle that, that is breathing and so I stop breathing. And then when you analyze it, then you can address what's hindering your breath and fix it. And going hand in hand with that is you adjust your breathing. You see, when I snored, I never breathed through my mouth, my mouth or my nose. It was always through your mouth. That's what snorers do, they breathe through their mouth. But when you begin to adjust, and after analyzing, you begin to adjust, and you begin to breathe it through your nose, you're breathing everything through a filter. In the spirit, when you start breathing properly, it goes through the proper filter. And it eliminates some of the, the allergens and all the pollutants that are out there from getting on the inside of you. You want to know why some of us struggle with things in the spirit? We're not breathing from the nose. We're breathing from the mouth. We keep talking. We keep gossiping. We keep opening our mouth. And every time you open your mouth and breathe in and out, you're breathing in everything. There's no filter. So breathe through your nose. Exhale two or three seconds longer before you breathe in. Just let it go, just a couple more seconds. Why? Because you're getting rid of some stuff every time you do. In the spirit of God, I'm just going to exhale before I bring it back here. Get rid of as much as I can before I bring in your pure spirit. Get rid of doubt. Get rid of anger, get rid of wrath, get rid of frustration, get rid of worry. Just kind of exhale a little bit more before I breathe back in. And then the last thing, the medical field uses the word proud. Be proud. It sounds anti-biblical, but when you understand what he means by the word proud, have the proper posture. You breathe, they, they stand proud, put your shoulders back, your head up. 
you'll breathe a lot better. Can I just tell you, there's too many Christians that don't have the right posture. They walk around with their shoulders slooped, their heads down, because they forgot who they are. They forgot who they're breathing when God breathes. I believe that God is breathing and he wants to continue to breathe and he wants us to breathe in his spirit and his presence every day, every hour, nonstop. I challenge you this week, begin to do these principles that I've shared with you because the more that we breathe him and his spirit, the more effective we become in his kingdom. Would you bow your heads with me now? Jesus, I love you and I praise you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. I ask you, Lord, to let your spirit move. Let the winds from heaven begin to blow into each person's life in every situation. We'll love you, we'll praise you, we'll adore you forever. Until we meet again, keep each one safe, I pray, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.